It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome in to tonight's postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. The Vegas Golden Knights fall 4-1 to to the Arizona Coyotes. Game number one of a six-game road trip for the Vegas Golden Knights. And they start it uh, not exactly the way you'd like it if you were a Vegas Golden Knights fan, especially after such a strong performance last night at home against the Washington Capitals. To help us break this one down, we go back to Arizona, back to Mullet Arena, and bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. And let's start there, Dan, at Mullet Arena. Your impressions of that building, the newest that you got to, to call a game from in the NHL. Yeah, it's pretty neat, Ryan. It's right near campus. You've got the old Sun Devils baseball stadium just next door. It's not where they play any longer. It's actually kind of sad to see that, but it's another matter. Uh, the TV truck is parked by second base from what we're told. And, uh, you know, it's a short walk into downtown Tempe, and if you've been here, you, you know where the football stadium is and the basketball arena, and it's, it's right around there. So pretty cool. The building itself is... Cozy, as Bruce Cassidy described, it's 4,600. And for a college team, it's really cool. And even for, you know, some minor league teams. But this would be on the small side for a professional venue, uh, no doubt about that. And so to have an NHL-built, uh, you know, game here, and, and not only a game, but multiple seasons here uh, for the regular season, it's, you know, you kind of do scratch your head a little bit. I mean, they the players have to go literally outside to get to their locker room. They've got sort of... A tunnel set up so they're, you know, not getting blown over by wind or something. And it was a beautiful day today. Anaheim Ducks are in town for the next game, and their equipment is, you know, their equipment bags are literally outside. Like if it were raining, they'd get drenched. So it's just kind of weird. Uh, there's an area by the quote unquote NHL annex for the guys to play soccer. They've got a clock on the side of the building so they know, uh, you know, how much time is left and so on and so on. So it's a, it's a neat place for a college hockey game. But I'm sure that the NHL, the Coyotes, and their fans are hopeful that a true NHL venue comes along in just a couple of years. Uh, it looks like minimum three years in this building. And fingers crossed they can get everything approved and break ground, and they could be in a new building by 2025. But for now, it's neat to come to, and uh, the Golden Knights get to spend the night here. They'll fly to New Jersey tomorrow. So they've uh, got two nights here on the campus of Arizona State. So when you look at tonight's game, obviously it's it's a disappointing outing, especially given the result after uh, really I thought one of their more complete 60-minute efforts last night against the Washington Capitals. Uh, obviously the first goal, it matters. It means a lot in terms of how teams are able to kind of structure their play and, and force the opposition into chasing the game. But how do the Golden Knights generate more if they are behind? Because falling back one nothing early on in a game shouldn't necessarily – prevent you from finding a way to come back and crawl back in a game you're right it's well said and you know it's hard to get into the minds of each guy and collectively you know what the team is you know kind of going through here but you know unlike earlier in the season where the knights were building leads and then kind of stumbling in the second holding on or maybe pulling away in the third you know of late, you know, the, the fragility of the group is on display where he can't help but wonder about, you know, the mental side of things here. I mean, you know, it's the same group of guys who played today as who played yesterday. Mm -hmm. It's the same goaltender, same forward combinations for the most part, same defensive pairings, etc. And it's hard to wrap your mind around how yesterday they could be so good 
and so effective. And then today, it looked like they just let off the gas a little bit. Um, so is it the, the mental side of things where you score a goal and you figure, hey, we're, you know, we're good, we're, we're churning along, let's keep it up, versus today, you give up the goal, and now you're like, oh, okay, well, we've got to sort of dig in, we can't mess up anymore, here we go again. And, and it's hard to say. It affects different guys different ways. So you expect your top players to carry the load. You know, last night, Alec Martinez got two points in the first period. That helped set the tone. He and Alex Petrangelo were plus five set the tone. Now today, the Knights did not have that first period push. They did get the power play goal in the second, but you start to think about the guys that have not produced of late, and, you know, Riley Smith is the team leader in goals with 18, and though we did have a couple of assists the other day in the loss against uh, Detroit, Riley has uh, not scored in his last nine games. Longest drought of the year. And, you know, when you have your team leader go that long without a goal, it's a problem. Yeah. And Jack Eichel, meanwhile, he has no goals in his last five. That's a season-long drought. So when you look at the players who are in the lineup, you, you can't help but wonder if, if these guys are the leaders. You've got to get the job done. And I'm not saying they're, you know, they're, they're uh, lollygagging or they're not trying or anything like that, but it's a results-oriented business. And for a team that's in first place, you have stars that need to perform, and right now uh, they are not uh, finishing in the way that you might hope. Again, they, they won yesterday, but they got two goals from Connor, one from Watt, and they got one from the Natio. I mean, th those are the, the depth players, or Martinez. I mean, those goals come from guys who are not the stars. Mm. The stars need to score. They need to score. Yeah, and I, I guess, I mean, you know, it, it's, it's a question that we can bat around for, for, you know, in perpetuity until it happens, but, like, in, in the case of Jack Eichel, how do you get him going? Because there are times where he utilizes all of his physical skills, all of his tools uh, to his advantage, and then there are other times where it feels very much perimeter or, or bust for Jack. So how do you get him working, operating, more involved on the inside of the ice? Yeah, I, th I thought that playing with Anadio, um, you know, one of the depth guys, would be helpful for Jack. You saw it a little bit with Nick Wobb, but... You know, it seems not to last for very long. I mean, one good game when Wah was there with Jack. You know, one good game with Amadio. Um, but, you know, it seems not to continue. Listen, Jack is a proud guy. He's extremely talented. And he wants to basically make everything perfect. You know, that's what a star player expects of himself. Perfection. Now you're never going to be perfect. But just on that scoring play that uh, turned out to be a shot from Jack that went high and wide right, he's got to put that shot on goal. I mean, it was yeah. a great setup. He's, what, 15 out, feet out from the net, and he just misses the goal. You know, elite players cannot miss the net at that point. So, you know, I don't know, did the puck waffle? I, I You know, <laughs> let's not go crazy here. The point is that Jack Eichel needs to score goals. I'm not sure that there is a simple solution. Otherwise, they would have found it already. But it's... I don't believe anything physical. I mean, he seems to be moving fine. He's clearly getting enough chances and shots, but he's not pushing. He's not opening it up. Mm -hmm. um, so who knows? Maybe he isn't 100% physically. He hasn't said anything to that effect. But uh, you would like to see the dynamic Jack Eichel rather than the deliberate Jack Eichel. I mean, he's a smart guy. He can see things before they happen. He's um, often observing everything in a way that most other players don't or can't. But, you know, sometimes you've got to put your, your talent on display and just take over. And yeah. he isn't taking over right now.
All right, Dan, any final thoughts on this one before we turn our attention to Tuesday night and the New Jersey Devils? Yeah, you'll be eager to see how the Knights deploy their goaltenders over the next few games. you got three more before the break. Devils on Tuesday, as you mentioned, and then you've got Rangers, Islanders, Friday, Saturday. We thought that Aiden Hill would go today against his old team. Uh, not the case. They decided to go with Logan Thompson back-to-back. -back. You know, he's the number one. He's an all-star, and you want to get him going. And if you go back and forth to Aiden Hill and then back to Logan Thompson, then you're sort of interrupting any potential rhythm that one or other might develop. And Logan's the guy. I mean, he has started now 32 games compared to 17 for Hill. So they want Thompson to be the guy. They decided to go back-to-back -back games. He did not have much traffic yesterday. He made 20 saves on 22 shots. There's no reason why he couldn't go back today. And he was fine, like I said a few moments ago. He's not the reason why they lost today. Yeah. Maybe a miscue on the first goal that was scored by Gunther. And, hey, maybe that trickle-down effect is what cost the Knights today. Who knows? But, um, you know, again, you go with Thompson, I presume, against the Devils on, uh, on Tuesday. And then you probably go back to him for Friday against the Rangers. And then maybe Aiden Hill gets the game against the Islanders going into the All-Star break. But, um, you know, that's you, you would hope. Again, sort of the point here, Ryan, is that they want Logan to be the guy. And they yeah. want him to get going question is can he get going i mean he yeah. had the win the other night against washington yesterday but before that you got to go back to january 2nd in colorado for his last win so i mean that's 19 days in between wins for logan thompson you know, I mean, they they need him to play well and be the guy and take the reins and run with him All right, very well said dan enjoy your night tonight and uh, you and i we will chat on tuesday very good. Thank you, Ryan. Good night. That is the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva, helping us break down a 4-1 loss to the Arizona Coyotes. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Postgame Show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance Postgame Show, the Vegas Golden Knights fall to the Arizona Coyotes. 4-1 to one, the final score from Mullet Arena. Vegas 29-17-2, and two, 60 points on the year. Next in action on Tuesday at 4.30 p.m. against the New Jersey Devils. Let's go back to Mullet Arena and hear from Bruce Cassidy. Of not being able to capitalize on chances or were there other things that stood out that were lacking? Well, that was part of it. Um, I think some guys were determined to get to the net, had some good looks, especially the second period. We got physically engaged in the game, did a better, much better job of getting to the inside we you know we didn't finish but we were back in the game so to speak in terms of engagement all three goals we got five on five veteran center iceman's slot coverage we just missed um that's disappointing because last night was the opposite we got all, all kinds of offense from returning to our right spots um protecting the house they put pucks in there and we would transition they scored a couple goals from there last night on tips that are a little harder to defend but tonight three Three pucks that went in there, we just need to be there. We just need to be there to put those fires out. We weren't game 49 this year in our system. We, you know, we should know better. We should know better. We should have been better in that area. So maybe a little mental fatigue. But at the end of the day, I thought that's where we we had to be better. You know, if you're not going to finish, you got to keep it out of your net. And those are all good shots. Logan, you know, kind of hung him out to dry with that with our slot coverage. As a coach, what is your message in terms of not allowing tonight to? undo all the progress that was made last well, night we won't you know typically i don't go in after the game it's um, it's never a good time i know 
listen, we've got a proud group. I know some of them are not feeling great about their game. It's been a busy week. It's been our fourth game, uh, as it was Arizona. So that's where the mental fatigue, I think, came in. Um, but we'll address it. Uh, we'll fly out tomorrow, and we'll, we'll talk about it. We just have to be better there in that area. Defensively, we need to be solid. Um, we've talked about it now. It's gotten away from us a little bit lately, and we'll, we'll revisit it again, and we'll, we better get it right against Jersey. I mean, they're a very good offensive team, so that'll be the uh, challenge. In your coaching career, have you ever gone through a stretch like this where just stars aren't producing? And in the past, how did you get through those? And Well, I mean, I, I'm going to assume there was. Uh, it's just the way it is. I don't think anybody has a clean season, so to speak. How we get through it is... What should have happened today is we should have been better defensively. So then you don't you don't put so much pressure on yourself because you're still winning even though you're not scoring. Could have easily been a one-one, two-to-one game if we protect the slot, right? And now they don't feel as bad. They leave here, we're winning. There's plenty of time to work on their work through their you know their challenges offensively. And you, you know, some people might write tonight. Well, you know, we didn't score. And I, well, yeah, that's part of it, but it wasn't for lack of generating chance at least. The Dallas game, I don't believe we generated much. Tonight, we, we did better things to generate. Uh, power play got one, you know, probably could have helped us a little more if we finished, but still, to me, it was the slot coverage. If we take care of that, we're not talking about who scored and who didn't score. We're talking about a you know, hard fought two to one, you know, or maybe a one one over, you know, going into overtime, whatever the case may be, but that's how I look at it. And that's how I probably would have handled it in the past, right? If you. If you're going through a tough stretch of scoring, keep it out of your net, get through it. The guys are too good. They're going to score. They're going to get back at it. Um, and they'll feel better about their game if they, you know, if they feel they contributed defensively. Just like when a defensive player scores, he feels like, yeah, I'm giving something to the team. I'm giving some secondary scoring. Top guys will feel good if they're not scoring, but they're still playing a real solid defensive game. That's just what I believe. And what was the decision to, to start Thompson back-to-back nights? Only you could put this one on him, but just you know, playing him in back-to-back nights. No, he, was, he made some big stops for us. Uh, they talked to Sean Burke, our goalie coach. He thought if you get him on a little bit of a roll here, um, you know, coming out of a nice performance yesterday, we, we got him some run support. So that was it. It wasn't a heavy-duty game. It wasn't a lot of travel. Um, previous history this year in Anaheim, he went in and played very well after playing in L.A. the night before. Didn't start, but went in. So uh, those are probably the factors. Thanks, Chris. That was head coach Bruce Cassidy as he addressed the media after tonight's 4-1 loss to the Arizona Coyotes. The post-game injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights. Didn't look like anybody was worse for wear tonight for Vegas. Shea Theodore and Brett Howden were on the ice this morning with the Golden Knights and are on the trip. So hopefully the Golden Knights can get a little healthier in the coming days. Let's take a look at the highlights in this game. We go back to the first period. The Golden Knights wanted to get off to another fast start tonight, but the Coyotes would take advantage of an indecisive play from Logan Thompson as Dylan Gunther opened the scoring just two minutes into the game. Coyotes get it in front for a shot. Score! Dylan Gunther gets the dish from Nick Bugstad, and the Coyotes strike first just two minutes into the game. Dylan Gunther, his sixth of the year from Nick Bugstad and Michael Carcone. One minute, 59 seconds into the game, made it one to nothing Arizona. The Coyotes would take that one nothing lead into the second period, and they jump on the Golden Knights again early in the second as Clayton Keller picked up a pass in the slot and beat Logan Thompson. Across to the right circle, Keller scores! Whoops it from the right circle. Two nothing Coyotes, just a couple minutes into the second period. 
Clayton Keller, his 16th goal of the year from Shane Gostisbehere and Jacob Chikrin. One minute, 39 seconds into the second period, made it 2 to nothing, Arizona. The Coyotes would take their second penalty of the game about eight minutes into the second period, and that gave Vegas life as Phil Kessel scored a power play goal. Double teamed along the near boards. Marcia so escapes. Right point, sneaks the pass left. Kessel steps in, he shoots, he scores! With William Carlson in front. The Knights strike on the power play with 11 minutes to go in the second period. Phil Kessel's eighth goal of the year from Jonathan Marcheseau and William Carlson. Nine minutes, three seconds of the second period. Made it 2-1 to one Arizona, a power play goal for the Vegas Golden Knights. The Coyotes would take that 2-1 lead into the third period, and early on, Logan Thompson came up with our AAA insurance save of the game. Coyotes go left to right here in the third, leading 2-1. They had the game's first two goals, looking for another. It's out in front. Oh, a sliding stop. Thompson to his left. Shuts down Nick Ritchie. Triple A is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you outsmart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance, car repair discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. Triple A, outsmart life. So Logan Thompson doing his part to keep this one close, and we expected a big push to start the third period for the Golden Knights, and while they did threaten a bit, they couldn't find the next goal. Then Clayton Keller scored his second of the game to restore the Coyotes' two-goal lead. Valamaki left point. High to low, taken in the corner. Schmaltz to Keller, he scores! Schmaltz to Keller, 3-1 Arizona. Clayton Keller, 17th of the year, second goal of the game from Nick Schmaltz and Yuso Valamaki. 8.50 of the third period made it 3-1 Arizona. Bruce Cassidy would get aggressive and pull Logan Thompson early to try to spark his team. Vegas had a couple of looks, but couldn't convert. The Coyotes would get a clear, and Clayton Keller would get the hat trick. Knocked down in front. Coyotes coming out two on one with an empty net. Schwartz ahead. All alone, it's Keller. Hat trick. Empty net goal for Clayton Keller. Third of the day. 18th of the season. Arizona, now a three-goal lead, 4-1 to one Coyotes, 4-0-8 to play. Clayton Keller's 18th goal of the year, third of the game, hat-trick. The assist to Nick Schmaltz, 15-52 of the third period, made it 4-1 to one Arizona. And for the Golden Knights, all that was left in this game was the final call. Clock runs down, and the Oaks fans here at Mull Arena to their feet. Final score, Coyotes 4 Golden Knights won. Four to one, the final score. The Vegas Golden Knights drop this one to the Arizona Coyotes and fall 29 17 and 260 points on the year right now for the Vegas Golden Knights. Next in action on Tuesday at 4 30 against the New Jersey Devils. Three more games before the bye week, then the All Star break, and then the Golden Knights are back for two more on the road before returning home to T Mobile Arena. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. Presented by Dollar Loan Center, this is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. You know. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show. Presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance Post Game Show. The Vegas Golden Knights fall 4-1 to to the Arizona Coyotes. Vegas 29-17 and 260 points on the year. This one was an interesting one for... A, a lot of different reasons. Number one, uh, full marks, tip your cap to Clayton Keller. I thought he was the best player on the ice. And 
that gives you information, right? Like that gives you something to pull from this game. Clayton Keller is the all-star of the Arizona Coyotes. He is their best offensive player. He came to play hat trick, tip your cap, full marks to Clayton Keller. But, but when you look at it from the Golden Knights perspective, with Mark Stone out of the lineup, you're never going to be able to replace the emotional leadership that he brings night in and night out. He's just that guy for this Golden Knights team. But as we, we talked about with Dan Duva, we talked about uh, kind of in that crossover or talk, you need Jack Eichel to carry the mail right now offensively. In, in a game against the Arizona Coyotes, Clayton Keller should not be the most dynamic offensive player in the game when Jack Eichel's suiting up. He just he, he can't. That, that can't happen for Vegas. Now, Bruce Cassidy was a lot more frustrated just in terms of parsing through his words in the system play defensively for the Golden Knights. And, I mean, when you've got Clayton Keller walking through the slot untouched, scoring a couple of goals in this game, like it becomes really difficult to pull yourself out from chasing a game. So if, you're, if the goals aren't coming in, or at least not consistently right now for the Golden Knights, I think Bruce Cassidy is, is just trying to find some consistency night to night with the defensive game of the Vegas Golden Knights. And now it felt like they turned a corner last night against the Washington Capitals. This one feels like a step in the a step backwards. And sometimes that happens. You know, you mentioned and Bruce did. Now it's four games in six nights. It'll be five games in eight nights for the Golden Knights when they take on the New Jersey Devils on Tuesday. But you know, that grind it, it's it's coming for everybody. And the Golden Knights are gonna have to find a way to keep games close and and really find offense even if they allow the first goal of the game. Understanding it's likely not going to come on the rush, and that's okay because the Golden Knights can create offense in zone. They just have to be committed to doing that, and I think that's really where the Golden Knights are going to have to answer those tough questions about themselves individually and collectively and it starts on Tuesday night against the New Jersey Devils. We're back to wrap it up next on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show, presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show, presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance Post Game Show. The Vegas Golden Knights drop this one 4-1 to the Arizona Coyotes. Golden Knights 29 17 and 2 60 points on the year next in action on tuesday at 4:30 against the new jersey devils pregame show will go at 3:30 p.m here pacific time tonight's game recap is brought to you by universal windows and solar the golden knights allowed the first goal of the game it's not as simple as that right like i know that vegas allowed the first goal of the game Allowing a goal two minutes into a game should not be something that prevents you from finding your game over the course of the final 58 minutes. And I think right now for the Golden Knights, like there are moments in a game where it's going to go against you. There are moments in a game where you know, you're know you going to give up something. You're going to have a mistake go against you or end up in the back of your net. But the fact of the matter is you've got the rest of the game to make that up. You've got the rest of the game to settle into your structure your style, and find ways to create. And if it's not on the rush, create in zone. They were able to do that last night against the Washington Capitals. They created off the rush. They created in zone. And when they were doing one or the other, it was essentially bringing along the other aspect of the game that wasn't going for them in that moment. 
I know it sucks to have to trail in a game and try to find that next play, that next goal, even when it feels like it's not coming. But the Golden Knights have to trust the process a little bit here and not necessarily feel like they've got to get it all back on the next shift or that it's got to only come on the rush. They're going to have to find ways to build that into their game, getting to the interior and scoring from in-zone created offense. That's going to do it for me here on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. Extended Post Game Show is next. Presented by Dollar Loan Center, this is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. The extended Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, 702-876-1340. That's the number. 702-876-1340. It's your postgame show, your calls, and I'm curious to see where the mood's at tonight with Golden Knights fans because last night it felt like a different type of game from Vegas. It felt like this team had turned a corner. You know, you, you kind of – Hear the, uh, the whisperings, the ideas that maybe they're going to get a little bit healthier. Maybe they're going to get a little healthier on this road trip going into the bye week. And you can exhale a little bit. It felt like, you know, you put up six goals, you get a big-time performance out of Nick Wall, Paul Cotter. It felt like something was figured out. They were on the interior of the Washington Capitals. They were forechecking well. They were winning board battles. Like, all the things you want to see over the course of a 60-minute game, you got last night from the Vegas Golden Knights. And then... You follow it up tonight with not much of that. And it's not as simplistic as you didn't get the first goal of the game. I know it's important to score first, but scoring first or not scoring first should not dictate exactly how the game is going to play out. And I'm curious to see, and I'll find out when we get you, your calls, listen, call in, I'm curious to see if you felt like the Golden Knights at any point in time were going to come back and tie this game tonight. That's a question that I want to know, an answer that I want to know. And then I also want to know what you want to see out of the Golden Knights going into the bye week. You've got three more games than the bye week. You've got New Jersey, the New York Rangers, and the New York Islanders. What do you want to see from the Golden Knights? Did you believe they'd come back? And what do you want to see over the next three games? 702-876-1340. That's the number. Let's head out to the phone lines. Bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Well, as, as the kids say, I'm SMH tonight, shaking my head, because, you know, last night you and I had a, a little tay-to-tay about, you know, this is the turning point you were feeling, and I was more cautionary in my look at tonight's game, and I, I don't like going into a shoebox to play any sport. I don't care what it is, and I'm going to get to that in a second if you'll allow me, but... The first thing that, you, that I want to say is it is fantastic that Fraze and Ron Beard and Cotter are stepping up, filling in. In the case of Cotter, he's a, he's a real deal, I think. He's yeah. been our best player for a week and a half. But when are the other guys going to decide to show up? That's a I, question I have to keep asking. I don't know. I, I honestly, I don't know. It, it's, it's, a, it's a conscious choice, right? Like, you heard Dan and Gary talk about it throughout the broadcast. Um, there's there's a willingness to do the things that maybe you don't want to do when you're a skilled player. And and it's not to say that they're not going to do it. It's just 
if you're Jonathan Marcheseau or William Carlson or Riley Smith or Jack Eichel, Chandler Stevenson, with the skill that you have individually as a player, you want the puck on your stick. You don't want to necessarily seed that possession by putting it in the corner and going to work down low and trying to forecheck to get it back to create turnovers and then create some offense. So it's really going to be a buy-in at some point in time. Like at some point, right, those mm-hmm. players are going to get tired of losing. They're going to get tired of these types of games where you know you, you allow the first goal of the game and then you cannot generate enough to really find a way to 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 impact the game and it's going to become second nature and you're yeah. going to buy into it and that's really where bruce cassidy i think is wanting this team to go if you don't have stone in the lineup and you don't have some of your more offensive uh defensemen specifically shea theodore who's able to kind of move pucks and, and, and feed that transition game it's going to be a lot harder to score in transition, and you're seeing that right now for the Golden Knights. So you got to get a little bit more creative in how you can score goals, and a lot of it's going to have to be hard work down low on the forecheck. That's why Cotter and Kolasar and Wah have been able to find those plays because that's how they play every single time they're on the ice. Yeah, they don't care. They don't care who the opponent is or anything. Now, I want, I want everybody to know who's thinking of calling in tonight. I know it's a weird night on a Sunday early. But Ryan's job, folks, is hard when it's like this. I don't, you know, you don't have to say anything, Ryan, but it's been there, done that. It is hard to come up with the right words to say and not sound like you're defeatist. But the, the thing is, what commissioner and what league would allow one of its teams to play in this nightmare place that they're playing in for up to five years? Who else would allow that? I I think the NHL is really, really sold on Arizona specifically as a market. And mm. you want that to be viable. I mean, look at look at what's gone on right now in Vegas, right? Like, this is a, a, one of the best markets in the NHL. It's, it's, non, uh, it's non-traditional. It's, it's the desert. But, like, if not for Arizona before, there would be no Vegas. So I, I think it's not ideal. It's not ideal for anybody. It's not ideal for visiting teams going into play at Mullet Arena. It's not ideal for the Arizona Coyotes. But you know what? Sometimes you've got to make the, the most of a, a, a situation that isn't ideal in order to thrive perhaps later. And who knows? Like You, you end up getting Connor Bedard. Perhaps uh, you're able to land, I don't know, a big free agent in Austin Matthews. And all of a sudden you've got a new deal. You've got a big NHL facility. And it could turn Arizona into a, a booming market for the NHL. I, I don't hope know. So. I really we'll do, but we'll I cannot see. stand the idea that for the next three to five years they're going to play in this little shoebox. It, oh. That'll drive me crazy. At, at mean, any rate, nothing it, enough said about that. I just it, want to leave with yeah. the thought that it, it, there is going to be a day when these guys will say, and I hope it's before the All-Star break, but let's, let's just win one or maybe even lose in overtime on another of these two games because – We've got to get some confidence going into the weekend. Yeah, I agree with you, Mike, and, and thank you for the call. I, I think for the Golden Knights, it's just one game at a time at this point. Like, I think you want to try to bounce back against the New Jersey Devils. If you can try to, to focus in on the defensive side of the puck like Bruce Cassidy was, was imploring in his postgame commentary, uh, that's what you're going to have to do against New Jersey because they can put the puck in the back and the net, they can score, and if you're not dialed in defensively, it's going to be a long night for the Vegas Golden Knights. 702-876-1340, that's the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Jerry. Hey, Jerry, how you doing? Hi, good evening, Ryan. It's Terry. Uh, oh, sorry about that. Terry, 
Yeah. Hey, I call just once a year or so to tell you guys I appreciate the, the good work you do. Game night. I enjoy the afternoon show. The the coverage is fantastic, and you know that's I, I'm appreciative and enjoy it a lot. As for the nights in the last three weeks or so, boy, you watch some of the players play night, and I just wonder where some of their minds are on game night. Like, if you're going to do well at anything, at work or being a parent or being a pro hockey player, you, your body's got to be right, your mind has to be right, they kind of have to align. I, I watch, like, uh, Petrangelo, one of the best players that's ever played for the Knights. Yeah. I hope he's still one of the best players on Tuesday. And, I mean, tonight, he just seemed like he was anywhere but right where he needed to be in his mind. Uh, misplayed pucks and falling down and poor passes. And, you know, that list gets longer. I, I just wonder if some of the Knights aren't, aren't like, thinking past their job and saying, wow, I, I'm playing with some ex- inexperienced players. I need to play my role and their role. And they just get distracted with A to B, like a pass from, from me to you. Yeah. Or clear the puck. My, like, like I just want to see these good players get focused on their job. Trust the play, who's ever there that night, which mm-hmm. could be anybody. Trust the other players, and just play. Like we saw that last night, and tonight it seemed like some of the stars' minds were somewhere between Las Vegas, Phoenix, and New York City, where we're headed next week. So I'm just going to let you see what you see what you think of that. But I would just like to see everybody focus on what's right in front of them do the heck out of their job, trust the other players, and see if that turns out to be four goals, not one. You know, I, that's a really interesting thought, Terry, and thank you for the call. I, I think that it, it's it's not so much that their minds are elsewhere. I think there's a degree of overthinking that's happening right now for the Golden Knights, and I think that, you know, it, it, in the case of Alex Petrangelo, like, I, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, right? Like, Petrangelo has been an absolute beast for the Golden Knights all season long. He has been a difference maker and I think tonight it was just kind of an off night right like you miss a couple of passes you fall down you have some things go wrong and it sometimes individual players have bad nights Alex Petrangelo was phenomenal last night I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a pass on on an occasional bad night because they don't happen very often Uh, but I do think that there is a degree of overthinking situations overthinking moments within a game overthinking okay we're down we've got to figure out how to get x y and z scoring chances because we got to get this goaltender to move and we've got to open them up and we've got to do this or we have to score on the rush we have to score on the rush we have to score on the rush if we don't get rush chances two on ones three on twos we're not going to score so I think there's a degree of overthinking the system overthinking the way that you can get yourself back into a game and really what the Golden Knights need to do is kind of play in the moment like you've talked about so um, I don't know that it's it's lack of focus or looking past certain aspects of the game I think it's overthinking the the nuance of playing 82 games over the course of a season and sometimes it's just going to be something that you you you, you put your brain into it a little bit more uh, or a little bit too much and you're not just relying on your instincts instinctually i think the golden knights need to get uh, a, a little bit more free on the ice and that should open them up a little bit more creative creatively creativity wise 702-876-1340 is the number let's head back out to the phone lines bring in stephanie hey stephanie how you doing I'm doing okay. How are you doing, Ryan? Oh, I'm good. So this is it was a weird one because there's been some games where they've given up the first goal and it's just felt like it completely sucked the life out of everything. Mm. But this one really didn't feel like that. Even after the second goal, it felt like they still had the chance to 
you know, come back, um, especially after Phil got the, the power play goal, it wasn't until that third goal in the third period that it really felt like everything was just sucked out of this game. It, you know, Arizona is still a team in the NHL, and the yeah. NHL has the best players in the world. So it, it's not impossible to lose to them. And I, not that I think that the team went into it thinking, oh, it's the Coyotes, we're going to win this. It's just, you know, indicative of how it's been recently, and they still just aren't getting whatever configuration or motivation or whatever it is with all the players that are out that are out they're not getting that missing piece yet and hopefully on this road trip they can find it and we can go into the all-star break happy what are you uh what are you looking for over the next three games like I'm not asking results. I, I, the points to me are, are somewhat secondary, and, and I know that's going to probably be something that a lot of people are mad about. But like, from a process perspective, they've got to be playing better hockey. What are some of the things you need to see over the next three games going into the break that's going to make you feel comfortable with where they're at? I would like to see better just prevention of goals, mainly from the defense, because um, I don't think that there's been a lot of a lot of goals that LT or Hill have let in that have been like, oh, he should have had that, he should have had that. So I'd like to see the defense step up and prevent more goals. I, I feel much more comfortable losing a game 0-1, to 2-1, to one, you know, a one-goal game or a low-scoring game than, you know, keep letting in goals. Like the 4-0 the loss is awful. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, today one of them was an empty netter, but it, it was three goals they let in. So hopefully the defense can kind of lock that down and keep them really low scoring games yep thank you uh for the call stephanie i appreciate it then bruce cassidy would would agree with you when when the goal scoring isn't as consistent as you'd like it to be he wants to grind out wins and that's really what the golden knights are going to have to do over the next couple of games we're going to take a break 702-876-1340 is the number if you'd like to join us on the other side of the break it's the extended post game show fox sports las vegas Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights fall to the Arizona Coyotes, 4-1 the final score. 702-876-1340, that's the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines. Bring in Rita. Hey, Rita, how you doing? Well, I'm okay. Um, I don't know. After Phil got his goal, I kept telling myself we were going to turn it around, but mm-hmm. it just didn't feel right. But I do think we're going to do well on this road game. I look for us to start winning. Um, don't ask me why. It's a gut feeling. Also, you know, it looks like we're going to get Shea back and maybe Heldon. And even though they may not be the ones that actually do something great, I still think that's going to be a big lift for the team. Just. Mm-hmm feeling more confident. But after winning last night, this loss, I think it's going to not sit well with them, and I think we're going to do great. Um, I, I Maybe that doesn't make any sense, but it's what I believe. No, I mean, I, I, I think the optimism is fantastic. I really do, because we know that this is a really talented team. It's a good hockey team. And you know, injuries have been an issue, obviously, for the Golden Knights. You, you mentioned Shea Theodore, Brett Howden. They, they traveled with the team. They, they did practice today. So I think it, like, if you're able to get Shea Theodore back, 
I think that really does help the Golden Knights in breaking pucks out, getting to their rush game. And for a team that's struggling to score right now, you inject Shea Theodore, what he can do offensively, maybe that gives you a different look and a little bit more confidence. Well, yeah, I think once Stevenson and Eichel put one in the back of the net, it turns around. They need. It's always been said, you need that first one to get the monkey off your back. Yeah. And they're going to get it. They're too good not to. Yeah, I agree with you, Rita. Thank you for the call. Um, it, it's good to be optimistic about a, a team right now that you know is is still right there at the top of the Pacific Division, and it's not comfortable anymore. But you have to learn things and grow as you go along within a season. And you know, sometimes you learn some good things. Sometimes you learn some bad things. And Right now, the Golden Knights are, are learning about how they're going to deal with adversity. And, and ultimately, everything comes down to adversity and how you get through it in the NHL. You know, like it, how you get through this part of the season, the next 10 to 15, 15 to 20 games, like that's going to determine essentially the Golden Knights season. You know, it's going to determine whether or not this team's a playoff team. It's going to determine a lot of the questions and, and the answers that we're looking for for how good this Golden Knights team is can really be and then the the if they come out the other side on it you start to think about the playoffs you start to think about when things go against you in a series when when it's not easy when it's a slog how did they perform when it was that way in the regular season these are all data points for bruce cassidy to utilize to to think about and for the golden knights it's a real test it's perhaps their first real test of this season with this head coach and Bruce Cassidy. There's an opportunity in front of the Golden Knights over the next 10 to 15, 15 to 20 games. It's on them to seize that. It's on them to prove to everyone that they are exactly who they wanted to be going into this season, and that's a legitimate, true, 100% Stanley Cup contender. It's there for them over the next stretch so let's see what they do with it let's not judge it prejudge it pretend we know what's going to happen let's just allow this team to tell us who they are and that's what they're going to do over the next 15 20 games we're back to wrap it up next on the extended post game show fox sports las vegas back to your calls on the extended vegas golden knights post game show here's ryan wallace hey, extended post game show fox sports las vegas golden knights fall four to one to the arizona coyotes vegas now have the new jersey devils on tuesday and then the new york rangers new york islanders going into a bye week and then the all-star break so for the golden knights you've got three opportunities before you get away from hockey for a little bit before you just get to clear your mind in the middle of the season. I'm expecting the Golden Knights to come through with a, a performance closer to what we saw last night when they take the ice against the New Jersey Devils because, frankly, you're going to need that in order to give yourself a chance to win. The New Jersey Devils are for real. They are very, very good. Puck possession, they've got it all. They score goals. Uh, the, the, the Golden Knights are going to have to play a complete 60-minute game or as close to a complete 60-minute game as they possibly can. 
in order to give themselves a chance to win in New Jersey. And then it doesn't necessarily get any easier on the rest of that road trip before the bye week. But for the Golden Knights, you got to flush this one. you got to get back to what made you successful last night against the Washington Capitals and not what you had through 60 minutes tonight against the Arizona Coyotes. That's going to do it for me here on the Extended Post Game Show. Thanks to Mateo Lopez-Gonzalez down here, making sure everything sounds great. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio for keeping us on the air. And thanks to you, our listeners and our callers. It's your post-game show. It's not as much fun without your input. Golden Knights are next in action on Tuesday at 4.30 against the New Jersey Devils. Until then, have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you then right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.